I'm Tyler Smith. And I'm Jenny Smith. And this is Worth Playing For, uh, episode two of our Survivor podcast. Still a little strange, uh, but I do want to welcome any new listeners we have. Uh, there are a lot of new likes on the Facebook page. And so uh, people that I don't know personally and I don't know from my other podcasts. So uh, so you know us only from this, which is very exciting and, and very strange. Once welcome. Again. Yeah. Um, so uh, we might be distracted uh, at the moment because our cat Charlie just cannot, he can't not be on this table with us and he's demanding to be pet and it's adorable. I wish that I could post a photo on the Facebook page uh, so that you, so that you can see what I'm seeing. But anyway, so, uh, he's our mascot. Yeah. He's, he's our pod cat, I think is what we said last <laughs> time. So, uh, so this episode, we've got a lot to get to. So we'll, we'll we're just going to, uh, just jump right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the season starts in a couple of weeks, yep. um, and so we're devoting the first few episodes to getting to sort of allowing you listeners to get to know us and what we look for in Survivor the show, but also in Survivor players. And it is it's very interesting uh, the way people approach Survivor. Everybody looks for some. Everybody seems to look for something different in their players for example you and i have a friend named uh, amsey who uh got turned on to survivor as a function of us but more specifically because he was a uh, an amazing race fan and he was a fan of the 20s and when i said hey they're on season 29 he watched that and then proceeded to watch every season before that so uh so he's a big fan and when we were watching when he was going through season 12 he talked about how much he just loved terry I, to this day, do not care for Terry. Yeah. I mean, challenge-wise, of course, he's amazing and good for him, especially because he was an older guy, um, and he's going to be returning this season, and he might... It's entirely possible he'll still be great at challenges. I don't know. But personality-wise, I, I don't... He just rubs me the wrong way for whatever reason. Yeah, absolutely. Used car salesman when yeah. it comes to idle playing and idle using. And admittedly, it was the first season where there was an idol. But no, I uh, I have been corrected. By the way, okay. The first season I believe was season eleven. Oh, um, but I so, we I haven't seen that season. Right, neither have I. And Sorry. So uh, twelve was the first one for uh, Exile Island. But, but okay, I knew the there was a first was still and completely new. Exactly, those people may not have even had a chance, most likely, to see even season eleven. That so, for true. all intents and purposes, first usage of it for them. Yeah, and people, uh, when you when you look at the first few seasons, people didn't quite know how to use it, including the show. The show didn't know how to use it. Absolutely, either. but specifically how Terry used it is just not my cup of tea. I, watching him is. He's not my favorite castaway. Yeah. And so, um, so Charlie is just batting at things now. Uh, I apologize, everybody. This is very unprofessional. Well, we're not getting paid, so it's fine. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it, then I know people that will, they'll love any player that is quote unquote good TV. So the player could be t- a terrible strategist. Sure. And someone that you just, that you really don't like, but they create a lot of drama. Well, what does good TV mean? That means something different to different people. Sure. I, I, most people, when they say that, they mean... Drama. Drama, conflict, 
you find yourself... And that's not what it means to me. I don't think it's what it means to me either, you know? Good I feel TV like- is... You know, well, I mean, are we getting into specific people? Am I mentioning people that could be on our top I guess. Yeah, I guess we could. Good TV to me is Cochran. He always has yeah. a perfect soundbite. He is so interesting to watch. Yeah. But he doesn't ever create conflict or drama. Well, and, and there's even a way to create conflict in a way that is, that isn't just awkward and uncomfortable. Okay. You know. Does it need to be strategic drama for you to enjoy it? For instance, Rodney from last season is just drama without any strategy. He, he had some strategy and dreadful to watch in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Yeah. A lot of people would say that Rodney was good TV. Right. And I did not enjoy watching it. Just right. Just big. Because I, as a, I, as a person am terrified of conflict and I don't like watching it. I don't like watching people uncomfortable and to see people like a Philip Shepard or frankly even coach and just the way they make people uncomfortable makes me very uncomfortable and I just want to say stop doing what you're doing and just play the game I love coach man he is I he is a sweetheart if I met him in person I'd give him a big old bear hug whether he liked it or not apparently this is very strange because I will say you know I have met several of these people mm-hmm. in person. So to be speaking of them as if they were characters on a TV show is difficult. What if they listen to this and, and Rodney's like, you don't like watching me. That's, that's hard for me to put out there in public. Well, I will say what has often been said by other survivors, uh, that it's entirely possible that off the show, I would get along very well with any of these people. Sure. Uh, who a person is on the show when they're starved and sleep deprived and right. paranoid could be a very, including you and me, we could be very different yeah. people that we're not proud of. I just feel like putting that disclaimer out there. Sure. That these are all probably lovely people. And I'm talking about the very specific edit of them on sure. a show in which they are put into extreme circumstances. But if those people actually uh, blame the edit for how they come across, uh, God help them, because uh, CBS will come down hard on them, yeah. like they did with Dan. That's true. So, um, but yeah, so uh, we are going to go through some of our favorite players of all time. Uh, I tried to narrow mine down to a top 10, and I wound up with 11, and I just couldn't think of who to cut. Uh, Jen, how many did you wind up with? 20. 20. I was put on the spot. I made the list out of my longer list in the last five minutes. I don't like cutting people. The top, I'll say this. I was not intending on trying to do a top 10. It was more just, it allows for structure. And also there are 30 seasons of this thing. If we go through every single season talking about each person that you like, this episode is going to be super long. So, uh, so it was more just, uh, sort of a coping mechanism for me. Exactly. Um, so yeah, you having 20, me having 11 is perfectly fine. And then we'll do probably some honorable mentions at the end. Right. So I'm guessing whoever's not an overlap will end up being an honorable mention for me to just give a shout out to on my list. So, uh, so I guess we'll just, my list is in, I guess my list is in a certain type of chronological order. Um, how many different types of chronological order are there? Well, when somebody returns, uh, like I may not love them their first season, but I do like them their second season. Okay. So, and that is, that actually does happen a couple of times here. So, which brings up picking criteria. Okay. Yeah. Picked. 
So looking at my list, what I look for in a in a player that I you know what will make me like somebody is if they are screen savvy. That's different than good TV. They're screen savvy. They know, like you mentioned, Cochran. Like they, they know, know how to what be to on say. Screen. They they know how to be pithy, sure, and clever, and entertaining. Yeah. Even if they're being negative, they can be that. Right. Um, but I do also like a certain degree of strategic gameplay. It can be aggressive or it can be very, or it can appear very passive. But I do like when someone has a plan and a backup plan and probably a backup plan beyond that. Okay. So you mentioned off air that you picked based on, you know, that some people didn't make your list because, well, you know, maybe if they were on again, they would rise to this level that you require. So it's now, based I, on the I past said, or I said that potential. very specifically with the people we know. Okay. Um, like, it would be easy for me to put Reed Kelly on my list because I know him. Mm-hmm. And then by extension, I know Josh mm-hmm. and I've gotten to I've gotten to meet him. You've gotten to actually hang out with him. Um it feels wrong for me to instinctively put them on my list simply because I know them and, and was rooting for them in that season. Which, I do think they both played a very good game that sure. season. Um, but it but just it's, brought it's up hard the, to remove myself from and my relationship with them from the equation. Yes. And it brought up the differences in how you picked and how I picked. Yeah. Not simply based on, you know, the, whether we know them or not. However, I picked based on who am I not, getting enough of who would, yeah. have I not gotten my fill of who do I want to see again whether or not they ever actually come back unlikely in many cases on my list but um, there there is a certain degree of fatigue yeah even with your favorite players that once they come back three times and then every once in a while you get I think maybe twice you get somebody who's come back a fourth time yeah and that fourth time no matter how well they do, no matter how entertaining they are, there's just this feeling of like, okay, I think, I think, I think we've got it, yeah. you know? And it's weird to think that. It's just somehow... I think it's that's put on on their part, too. Not simply as us, as the audience, we've had our fill of them, but I think they, they, give, an, they give off an air of, I'm done. That's, I'm, well, it's, but in different ways, you know? Sure. Like... Boston Rob won the game his, his fourth time. Yeah. And it was clear, like, I'm not screwing around. It's been four times and I've never won. This is bullshit. Yeah. So I'm just going to win. All right. Are we all good with me winning? Because I don't want to come back here. Like I came here to do yeah. what I said I was going to do. And he and did. And I did it. However. And so as opposed to Rupert. R- yeah. Who came back a fourth time and was gone very quickly because it was a blood versus water thing. And he sort of sacrificed himself for his wife. Um, and so he was gone. But at the same time, you just felt like had he not had the opportunity to play with his wife, not been dangled in front of him, maybe he wouldn't have come back. You know, I think it made I think the, he would have come back, but he might have. But that brings up an interesting question of do people become caricatures of themselves? You know, yes. in the roundtable discussion with Sandra, Cochran, Parvati, Rob Sestranino, moderated by Jeff. Jeff asked Cochran this question. You can find that clip on YouTube if you're mm-hmm. interested in watching it. Um, and it begs the question of like fourth time over, you're wearing the tie-dye tank top. Yeah. You are wearing the Boston. You hat. are Rupert. Yeah. yeah. You're Boston Rob. 
at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, when you're brought back a, a, a third or fourth time, you know that you're back because they want you back. And yeah. they, they want you back because they like what you did before. So I better just do it again. Mm-hmm. There have been, there's been a lot of discussion about Russell's third, third yeah. time playing that he knows that his strategy lost, got yeah. him to the end and he lost twice. And so he's a savvy enough player that he has to know, well, I can't do that again. But then he launched into it almost because one of the theories is that because he felt like that was what was expected of Mm -hmm. him. Um, On the other hand, I think you can very clearly see a transition and a growth and a growing up of, of Parvati's game over several seasons. She is not like the doughy eyed, um, you know, flirtatious girl from her first season. Yeah, I guess she has been on three times. Yeah. She? I, for some reason, I always think she was on because she always seemed like such a non-entity in Cook Islands. Like I was mm. always fascinated that she was brought back for fans versus favorites. Yeah, because it's just like is she is she somebody's favorite? She's attractive, but come on. Um, but then it's almost like the Parvati as saw a player is a in, fascinating gameplay. Like how. How does the flirtatious girl get away with that? It's because you have to have something extra. Parvati can make you feel like you are her number one priority in less than five minutes. I say this having met her and yeah. had you know, lunch with her, and that's how you feel. It's crazy. Yeah. I naturally... She's on, she's on my list, and, uh, and we're, we haven't started going through it. But, uh, but yeah. Um, and Matt, you know what? Actually... We're talking about Parvati, so sure. I'm going to go ahead and talk about her. Sounds good. As the first person on my list. Okay. This is out of the order, but that's all right. So much so. So yeah, uh, Parvati is fascinating because I think um, when you watch when you watch her three seasons, you see her evolve into exactly. being probably one of the three best players to ever play. Uh, she has a, a surprisingly a weird social game because everybody suspects her Completely. and yet they let her get away with a lot she of stuff. She was target one from day one, her last season and went yeah. on to spoilers. Are we doing this? This is tough. Everybody. We're still trying to figure this out. We want to be able to have in-depth conversations about this, but we recognize not everybody has seen every season. We haven't seen every season. Correct. Though I will say that when I listen to podcasts, I have no expectation of somebody holding back because the onus is on, I feel like the onus is on me at this point. Absolutely. I also will say that for a wimpy $6 a month, you can subscribe to CBS. We get no money for saying this, but if you want to catch up, we have had listeners rip through seasons in 24 hours. I do not recommend this. I think you will end up very paranoid by the end of your month. If you try and squeeze in, you know, 30 seasons in 30 days. Oh man, that's a challenge. I don't th- <laughs> I don't think it's terrifying. That's that would terrifying. be awesome. Somebody well, please do get, that. You have to get sleep. You have to have a, you know, I have to, I have to assume people have take jobs. 24 hours to watch. No, I mean, it would take probably like 12. Yeah. You got 12 left. Go to sleep. Get oh. back up. Do it again. Yeah. But again, you have a, if you're unemployed, I guess you could do this. Um, but yeah, uh, or a myriad of other things. We could do it. We work full time. Yeah, 
and I mothers. will say that if you watch a lot of Survivor in a row, you know, maybe two or three seasons in a row, as I have done, I don't find myself getting paranoid, but I do find myself thinking about Survivor a oh, lot. Oh, I get crazy paranoid and have terrible dreams. Fascinating. Um, All of that to say, you know, watch it, catch up, so you know, you know, yeah. what the discussion is, especially leading into the season of... People from anywhere from season one to season 30 are on this next season. Just watching this season is a spoiler because you know that all of these people have not, that none of these people have won. Um, Back to Parvati. So how are we doing this? I, I think I'll say this. This is a retrospective episode. We are looking backwards, talking about our favorite players. Some of these people have won. Some of them have not. I'm going to go ahead and say spoilers for the whole episode. Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to be defiant about it. If you're bothered by spoilers, I understand. Um, I'm, obviously, I'd like you to continue listening. But if you don't, if you don't want to, I understand. I will also say that I have had many a winner spoiled for me and mm-hmm. still gone back and watched those seasons. Oh, yeah. And it is still extremely fun to watch. It's almost more fascinating of like, how could, how did this person possibly win? Yeah. Some people... If you know it already, you go back and you see them and you're like, oh, episode one, I got it. Sure. Other people, they just sort of fade in over the course of the Which season. Which I think is more the norm than episode one, I got it. I, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it makes for a fun watch either way. We don't want you to be bummed out. We don't want to spoil things. But we do want to talk about Parvati's game and and knowing where she got yeah. is, in, is a huge part of that, knowing that she was target one yeah. from day one. And she... You know, I think of her, her third season, just to clarify, I think her big uh, strength and I, this is probably a strength in almost every winner um, is the ability to read people. And she was able to read people and tell them what they needed to hear in order to keep her around, because I'll say this, if she didn't have certain allies, her third season, she would have been out early, but she told Russell what he needed to hear. He kept her in the game. For I'm not going to say it was all him. She did amazing things after that. But, but she would have been out. Your if point he had is not that played. if she didn't have these other people, she would have been out from the beginning. She got these other people because of her. Right. Absolutely. I guess what I mean to say is like I don't mean to imply that she just manipulated these people. No. She found other strong players, but still managed to. Manipulate's a difficult word. Yeah. She did manipulate people in the beginning to be on her alliance and in the middle to be in her alliance and at the end to be in her alliance. That's the whole yeah. game. And that's the... <laughs> uh, so many cats running around. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, it's it's a difficult thing. I think anytime you talk about an all-star season, and that's, what, that's what's going to make this next season very interesting and very strange... Mm-hmm. They're, like, how do you manipulate all stars? Yeah, they're all. They may not all be the best players, but even one season's worth of experience can make a difference. Sure, because I, next season you just watch them all just make a shelter and make fire and yeah. get water. There's no social drama or fumbling around figuring out how to make a shelter and where they're yeah. not going to make it out in the sand where it's the tide is going to take it away. Yeah, they know, etc. They, they know the drill. And it's, it's all about manipulations and, but how are you, you know, anytime there's an alliance between two strong players, like a Russell and a Parvati, sure. 
it's just like, which one is manipulating which? And I think the answer is both. I think they're both doing that. And so... Which is why, spoiler, they both got to the end. Yes. And although they, by the time they got there, I think they both kind of hated each other. Um, and so, but yeah, Parvati, I think she's... Yeah, because Parvati has known Natalie. <clears throat> yes, that's true. <clears throat> um, but it's... Uh, she just has this ability to read people... And because she knows that she's, you know, enemy number one, especially in that third season, she knows that already. And she's still able to be completely herself. It's not like she's she attempts to fly under the under the radar. She does. is Parvati, though, you know, she's an enigma. That is why I want her back on again. Yeah, I guess that's true. She's somebody who. She doesn't have an incredibly forceful personality no. like a coach or a Boston robber or Rupert. She does have a very distinct personality or rather a very distinct on-screen presence. It's very chameleon-like, though. Yeah. It's not simply what she says to people. It's how she makes everybody else feel. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Anyway. So she is one of the people on my top 11. Was Absolutely. she on your top 20? Of course. Okay. Um, I'll throw it to With you. With an asterisk would- because I've met her, so I recognize that my opinions are skewed probably based on who I've interacted with in person. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably true. Disclaimer. Um, so I'll, I'll throw to you, who do you want to talk about next on your list? I would love to talk about Vetus. Oh, okay. Is he on your list? No. Oh, again, someone I've met in person, really sweet guy, really Mm. excited that he's on next season. I'll try and talk about him without spilling over into next week's, episode about each player um but yeah favorite of mine definitely and uh, in a fascinating way because he was only on blood versus water Mm -hmm. so we see him only in relation to aris so you know what what is he gonna to a certain extent he's not playing with aris no he's only there as a function of him yes yes and a lot of his backstory a lot of what we get to know about him is all in relation to his big brother or little brother. Little brother, I think. Yeah. And the fact that he was like a drug addict and all that kind of thing. Like, he has a very interesting story. Sure, but they present like he was a drug addict in relation to shining, you know... Yes, that's true. Good boy, Aris. Yes, it was very... The the level of competition between them, whether it was obvious or not, was still... It was definitely something that the show took, like, they took it and ran with it. But again, um, like a Parvati, good sound bites, great screen presence, very yeah. interesting to watch, but not a total jackass and not creating drama in that. Yeah, and he seemed very, and there is an inherent humility in him, I yeah, think. Exactly. Still a certain d- degree of confidence. But when you think about what happened with him, didn't he, I mean, he wound up, surrounded by women that wanted to get him out and then he still he just continued to convince them to keep him there yeah you know that's somebody who uh, probably a common theme in almost all the people that we're going to be talking about is the ability to read what people need to hear in order to see you as either not a threat or to be rooting for you and i think that's important but i think it goes beyond that because i think you can be doing that silently and not conveying that to the audience Mm -hmm. or you know in your um confessionals like a lot of people do that but if i don't get that you're doing that you're not great tv you're not fun to watch right yes and that's why 
the art of the confessional, I think, is what it's exactly. all about. Exactly. You know, yeah. and almost, I think probably everybody on my list gives great confessionals. Sure. Um, so and, I'll throw it to you. Who's on? Oh, okay. We're done Whoa. with Venus? Yeah, I guess we do. Yeah, we, we're we going to need to move on. We, we got to go. I got 20 up. people. Um, I'll go ahead and say. Also, we're going to talk about them next week. So that's true. Yeah. Um, I'll go to. Yeah, I'll just go to Richard Hatch. Of course. Um, on my list. Yeah. The first winner, which. I don't even feel the need to say spoilers if because that's a spoiler everyone, to you, I don't know why you're listening. When I look up the ratings for the first like two or three seasons, it's insane. Survivor still pulls in really good numbers. Um, but at this point, it's not the cultural phenomenon. It's, it's the phenomenon that when you talk to people, a lot of them will say, Oh, that's, that's still on. Interesting. I, and then they'll almost always say, I mean, I watched those first couple of seasons because everyone watched those first couple of seasons. Which touches back on what I said last week. If you didn't, if you didn't listen to that episode of just, it, this is a crazy new idea. Yeah. TV had never done this before. It was like, you know, the invention of reality TV, like the, the internet. Everyone was on AIM. Oh, AOL. <laughs> all these, all these abbreviations. There's no abbreviation for Survivor. That's true. Moving on. Well, just AIM. What? That's something Instant Messenger, right? Right. Yeah, AOL. Yeah, but what? America Online is AOL. AOL AI- Instant Messenger. Oh, then that's AOL. I am. That's what it should be. <laughs> uh, no, tr- no, pr- no. Thank you. Anyway, okay. Richard spans the test of time. He is still amazing. His second time on. Just light years beyond you know other contestants there are people it's like somebody from the 28th season i'm gonna say 20th i'll say like the 22nd season okay because stuff started getting creative uh sorry chaotic in like the 28th season on but um it's like somebody from the 22nd season just sort of went back in time and showed up on the first season you think a francesca or a philip is is richard I'm just I think kidding. Like, a, like a Boston Rob. A Boston it just means Rob. someone from that era. Someone Absolutely. who's, you know, or like a Marty Piombo or something like that. Just whatever it is that like someone who know, who just instinctively knows the game and knows it even when the producers don't know it. Exactly. It, like he kind of invented the game. He did. To the extent that there are, there are a lot of people who regularly acknowledge that if, if, uh, Richard had not played the way he played. And if he had not won, Survivor might not have continued. Total flop. Well, I mean, it's like people were still interested. But it would become a fascination with, you know, how do we survive in the elements? Right. That was hugely emphasized by all the other players first season. Yeah. Yeah. And And that has nothing to do with it now. Well, and that's the other thing. Let's say there is still the strategy thing, but he didn't win. Then it's going to continue, but then, okay, so Kelly wins, and then the next year, Tina wins, then the next year, Ethan wins. Spoilers. Whatever. (laughs) You know, I I tried to, those are the seasons that theoretically everybody has seen, but like, decent people are winning. Okay. And isn't it nice that the nice people win? Sure. Season one, the villain won. Yeah. And that's exciting. The villain. You know, Mm -hmm. a guy who... And also a guy who seems like he shouldn't have been at home in the elements, but is great at it. Yeah. And then he's so much fun in his, he's not on Survivor All-Stars very long. Right. But when he's there, he's a lot of fun. Yeah, that he, was a lot of fun. You know, kills a shark. And uh, it's... Back up against Sue. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on there. But 
yeah, he's just when we talk about survive when we talk about Survivor and then the fact that we're talking about Survivor, uh I think almost all of that is owed to Richard Hatch. And yet we aren't talking about him like the grandfather of Survivor that's an outdated he's not Rudy. You know, Survivor has outwitted, outplayed, and outlasted Rudy at this sure. point. It has not with Richard. Yeah, Richard could come back and I think people would still I think he'd still be a target. Yes. Like People, all these years later, if Richard came back, people like we cannot let that. I would guy love it if they the could end. find nineteen other people who have never heard of the show and put them on with Richard and watch and see what happens again. Well, who that would never be that be Survivor Fiji, where everybody but one person was a recruit. <laughs> Did you know that? I didn't. I you know I'd like to get that confirmed. It's been confirmed. It has. Yes. Okay. Um, there was only one guy who was a big fan and he wound up, I think being uh medevaced, which was a big bummer. And, uh, and okay, then so the, was the person who wasn't a recruit. No, that, that person didn't win. Every, every single person was a recruit or everyone, but one, all but one were a recruit. Why the heck would they put one who wasn't? I don't know. On principle. <laughs> it was like, well, we got to have not somebody the person that won. The person no, the person that, that won, won found out he was going to, that was Earl. Yes. I kept saying the person that wanted to try and save people. Oh, sorry. Whatever. You know what? Over uh, it. This whole episode of spoilers. That's it. Sorry, yeah, okay. everyone. Um, Earl was a recruit and he still won. Yeah, he found he, out days he before. He found out days before that he was going to be on this show called Survivor. And like everyone else, like, yeah, I'd heard of it. But he didn't even have the opportunity to go back and watch old episodes. Yeah. He just went. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we'll be talking about Earl in a moment. So we talked about okay. Richard. So uh, what else do you got? Throwing it back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Shane. Okay. I'm disappointed he's not going to be on. As Again, very much goes back to my didn't get my fill of this player. Um, you got it all. You've got great sound bites, great confessionals, great drama. I mean, he talks to the thunder, you know, he talks to thunderstorm, like everything yeah. in there. I do think there's a certain type of instability with Shane. I enjoy watching him and he actually does have a, does have, he doesn't have great strategy, but he has it. He sure. has a mind for it at mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when he's thinking about like how he wants to quit and stuff like that, I tend to not enjoy that. Again. It's just the fasc- fascinating the things you remember from the season, the things I do. Also, you know, it obviously plays in when, you know, we've listened to Rob Sesternino's episode with him, you yes. know, as a, you know, goodbye basically to, because he didn't get on this season and just discussing that. And he yeah. was going in with an extremely good plan. So, yeah. And it's, and it, w- it would be great to see him play now that he's an older person who's exactly. I think had more life experience and probably can have a bit more control over his emotions. Maybe I don't Why know. Why would that be better? I'm telling you, I no, want to go I, back and watch 12 just to watch him again. Be, I think it would be, I wouldn't say better. It would just be, it would be interesting because he sure. would still be him. But I think with more control over his emotions, I think the strategy would come very much to the forefront. Again, he would be an evolving player, not yeah. um, a caricature of himself. Yeah, I think that's Or a true. little of both. 
and that would be fun to see. I don't see how you could possibly be more of a caricature than he already was. Um, I think okay. he's honed in that caricature. That's true. Yes. Okay. Throwing it to you. Uh, well, I mentioned Earl earlier, so I will. I'll go ahead. Um, Not on my list. Yeah, Earl, the winner of Survivor Fiji, a season that people by and large don't like, and I agree. There's not a lot of good players, but he and he and Yao Man mm-hmm. are such a wonderful team, and I do love Yao Man. Is he on your list? He's not. Ah, um, Yao Man is on mine. So why don't we just kind of discuss them that's, together? That's a good call. Yeah, there were just two guys who understood how the game needed to be played Mm -hmm. from a, and they both, it was so interesting. They were almost like JT and Steven. Yeah. It was the two of them and they had very different roles to play. Mm -hmm. Yell man was kind of this guy that was underestimated and he was sort of the social side. Earl was also a, a great social player, but Earl was also a natural leader and people tended to like line up behind him and then, and normally that would get you shot, right? But he was also aligned with Yao Man, who would also just get people so much on his own side and Earl's side that the, these two guys. But that's the other thing is everyone saw that Yao Man was like he is a threat; he can't go to the end. Which is why there's so much like JT and Steven because JT also emerged as a leader, but one of like, well, yeah, everyone kept saying, "I want to go to the end with JT." Yeah, no, no one ever said. Which is why we should get him off. Yeah. It, it's unreal. And I think they responded to Earl the same way. Yeah. And it's worth noting that Earl was the first person to win unanimously. Mm. Um, he didn't play a perfect game. Like people had voted for him once or twice throughout the game. But sure. when the time came at that final tribal, he got all the votes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then JT did as well. And so. Did he play a perfect game? He played a perfect game. Wow. As did uh, Cochran. Um, second time second time yeah. that's the other thing uh, but that's the other thing you know uh, which, JT's second my, time did not go so well <laughs> yeah which makes it a bigger feat I think for Cochran if you go in knowing like, your game plan is spoiled I guess and so. you still play a perfect game that's amazing that's harder is what I'm saying I guess it depends on I think I don't think people ever saw Cochran as a threat they looked at his first game and thought this is not this guy doesn't make good moves. He's an insecure wreck. And so who cares what people thought they saw something from him from a previous season. He didn't get to go into second season like Russell or Malcolm. Right. Or Rupert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that I feel like there's maybe one more, but I can't think of who it is. It might be Stephanie, actually Stephanie LaGrosa. Mm. Um, Why do you say people's last names? Cause there's, I'm sure there, there are other Stephanie's out there. Yeah. Um, with her, sure, but you know, there's only one read. That's true. I don't know. I just feel the need to. At, at the, it's worth noting that at the end, at uh, the reunion, when they're when the person's name shows up on the lower third of the screen, it'll say their first and last name. Sure. Whereas through the season, it'll only say first names. I understand. So, but even to the people working for Survivor, like backstory, when we went to the reunion and mm-hmm. we're checking in, we kept saying we are here for Reed Kelly. And they thought half of us were there for Reed and half of us were there for Kelly. No uh, one understood. Well, that's just the unfortunate nature of Reed's last name. It is and it isn't that last names just don't mean a lot to them. We had to repeat it three times and finally just say, we are here for Reed. And okay. that's it. Survivor Reed. <laughs> exactly. Um, so 
uh, I don't have much else to say about Earl, except that he has, for whatever reason, upon rewatching Fiji, Earl, even more than Yao Man, just emerged to me as just like one of my absolute favorite players. He will always be one of my 10 favorite players. So enjoyable, but I feel like I've had my fill of Earl, and because he won, Yao Man is on my list. I would love to see Earl come back. Yeah, it would be interesting. He just didn't make the cut. And funnily enough, very similar to Yule and also, you know, kind of an honorable mention, didn't make my cut. Um, But love Yao Man. He's just a delight. What a sweet old man. I couldn't get enough of him. And he uh, Survivor often thinks in terms of stories and Yao Man has a good story, which is he's this old story. He's like this, just as far as like the show goes, he's this seemingly frail old man who turns out to be just this, a genius who is also great at challenges and a huge asset to his team. Right. Great at challenges is a, a rare combination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was seen as such a threat that when he was on back on for fans versus favorites, they they all realized we got to get rid of him early. Right. Um, so uh, okay. So early. Er- <sighs> Terrible. Moving on. Yeah. Let's let's just breeze. Can past we just that. cut that? Nope. <laughs> um, I don't like to edit. So okay, uh, we both pick one. So you I'll, go I'll, for it again. Well, you've got more, so you go ahead. Um, Kim. Kim, okay. Now, I have not watched One World in a uh, while. Oh, in a while. You have watched it. Yeah, well, yeah. you and I watched it together, okay. but I've not rewatched it since then because it's such a horrible, uh, unpleasant season. There's so many people I dislike. I remember liking Kim and I like Sabrina as well, but I don't remember liking really anybody else from yeah. that season, except Jonas. I liked him. But um, So, Kim, go ahead. What did you like about her? Um, you know, there are very few women on my list, and she stands out as... A female player and one that um, I think I can get beyond the perception of her is one of a woman that I would, you know, if I were to hang out with the edit of Kim on the show, I would not get along with her Hmm. and just in a social situation. But I think that she has the ability to play with people and um, be in alliances with people that she wouldn't get along with or that wouldn't mm-hmm. like her more importantly. Like I think a lot more of these girls wouldn't like her either in real life or on the show, you know, but she just had similar to poverty, a great way of, of putting all of that aside. I don't know if I'm explaining it. Well, it's a fascinating game and all throughout, I just kept thinking, I don't like this girl and yeah. which is why she played a great game. Yeah, I remember not liking her that no. much the first time, but still recognizing that she she had the there was a confidence to her that I think caused people to fall in behind her and just say like, "Well, she seems to know what she's doing." She's I'm not going to. It's also gonna... jarring and irritating to watch. What was that? It's also jarring and irritating to watch that she's really confident. I hate her confidence. That's weird. It's and that's the thing like I mean, I guess I need to rewatch it again. I'd have to wade through Colton and stuff to get there. But, um, I mean, I know people that say she's the best winner ever. Yeah. Um, and that they love every aspect of her game, including, including the social game. This might be an instant. This might be a Terry situation where we can, you and I can still acknowledge that she's still a very, very good player, but we just don't. I think a lot of the qualities I don't like about her are probably ones that she shares with me. If you just see kind of the worst aspects of yourself on screen, 
It just makes me uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm not saying I would be the best player. Um, a lot of those qualities would be yeah, it's exacerbated un- and get me voted off immediately. Yeah. It's always unfortunate when like there's a, there's a player that you see yourself in and you, you see some of yourself in Kim. It's like, Hey, considered the best winner ever. Good for you. I see some of myself in Randy, <laughs> you know, who, while I think is, he's an underestimated player. Um, yeah. Uh, it's always uncomfortable. No, nobody wants to be that guy. Yeah. Um, okay. So okay. Uh, let's, on. let's move on. Um, I will go with, um, I'll go with a recent, a recent player, uh, Natalie Anderson. Interesting. Half of the twenties. Um, Still can't tell the personalities apart. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I which makes her not a very me. interesting player to me, except when she, you know, she was playing alone for the vast majority of it. So that's the only personality that I cared about. Uh, and the only one that I knew, and she's somebody who sort of, as, as other players fell away, she came more to the forefront. Uh, she seemed like a fairly passive player, for a long time but then in those last i'd say three or four episodes she really became like the force to be reckoned with and she i think because she was put in a good position not because she as a player is amazing to watch i get i I just i hate that season it it's just a dud of a season and not because you know my two friends got voted off and got picked on a lot Mm -hmm. but because just a season of a lot of people who don't know what they're doing and kind of sabotage the season and other people's gameplay. Like I think if you could pick out, you know, Natalie for sure, Mm -hmm. Jeremy, Reed and Josh, um, and a handful of others from that season and watch them play together. That would be a really interesting season, but just, Oh, just the Alex and the Keith's and the Jacqueline's get in the way. Yeah. Oh, there's no question about it. It's not a, it's not a season that I like, but I think that the season is salvaged. Whatever is salvageable in that season because is because she made it to the end and she won and she won handily. It's not as though, sure. it's not as though everybody looked at who was there in the final three shrugged and said, I guess we'll go with her. She was the clear winner because, because she the made other two sucked, but because she, and they were both kind of goats, but at the same time, like, <clears throat> I feel like she made some very clear alliances. There's little things that she did, for example, when she plays the idol or rather plays it for Jacqueline, I think. But she says, but as she goes up, she turns to Jacqueline and says, did you do what I told you to do? And she said, and Jacqueline says, yes. And she says, okay, I'm going to play this on Jacqueline. She didn't have to go through all that. That's for the jury. Sure. And that's a Russell move. It's, it is a Russell move, except it's, it, there's leadership there and there's like excitement there. You know, the jury is an audience at that point and she can play to the audience. And yeah. so I feel like, um, she was a player that, I don't know, it's in my, in my view, I thought she was good TV and I thought she was a good strategic player. And I think it's, yeah, anytime I would, somebody can take a crap season like that and turn it in the last few episodes into something actually exciting and watchable. Okay. Uh, that to me is a good I'm player. on board with her. That's fine. I think it's just hard for me to watch that season objectively. Even if I were to oh, really sure. watch it, it would be watching my friends yeah. again. It doesn't matter how many times I watch it. To a certain extent, and this sounds terrible, and uh, Reed, if you're listening, uh, Reed and Josh, if you're listening, I apologize. Um, obviously, I wanted them to go to the end. 
But when they didn't, part of me was like, okay, now I can watch this like a regular season. Absolutely. You know, it's not that I breathed a sigh of relief. Obviously, I was sad to see them go, but it's almost like, okay, now. I did breathe a sigh of relief. Did you? Oh my gosh. It was so stressful episode after episode watching. And what was even worse is that Reed got no edit. All he talked about was food. It was hard. You know, they are both on my list. So I'll just throw them in here since we're talking about, you know, um, since you're talking about Natalie and they were all in the same season. So um, for listeners that don't know, Reed is um, my oldest and best friend from early on in high school. And we've been best friends ever since. And um, his boyfriend, Josh, now fiance, if we're on the season together. Um, So, of course, they go on my list. I don't care for what other reason. Also, Josh was a crazy, amazing strategic player. He got to play crazy strategic. Yeah. I know Reed could have if well, Jeremy and, hadn't sabotaged him from day one. And Josh would have been back this season if not for a, a job thing. Like, that's that's common knowledge at this point. Is it? Yes. That's not us revealing that? No, that's, that's, that is uh, on Wikipedia. Okay. Um. That yeah, they they absolutely. He was asked back. He had because people like the idea of Jeremy versus Josh again. Oh, so which is so crazy because in the beginning it was Jeremy versus Reed. That's frustrating that they didn't ask him back along like on their own tribe. Oh yeah, they both started playing day one, and Jeremy just got yeah numbers and and backstab Reed, which is also common knowledge. It's not insider information. Um. But yeah, J- Josh but played Josh, a really good game, yeah, and then Reed was playing a good game. Like he was trying doing to do the strategic best he could moves, with that, moves. Yeah, and at the very least, he eked out a really, really good final tribal. I think moment. our uh, English teacher would have been very proud. Of oh, indeed, his yes. final speech absolutely having to do with literature. Very well rehearsed and well <laughs> delivered, and you know, brutal. I mean, it was. I, I, I read as a professional on the stage and yeah. would deliver no less. Yeah. I, I remember afterwards, uh, after the, after the, the reunion and stuff, we were, you and I were in his hotel room talking with him. And as we were walking down the hall, he was like, Hey, did you think that speech was too much? And I said, well, I was like, it made for a really awesome moment. One of the best moments of the season, in my opinion. And I said, like, people are going to remember it as for when they talk about great final tribals. I was like, Maybe it was a bit much, but frankly, I don't think so. I think, uh, I said, certainly as far as the, the edit of the season goes, you yeah. certainly, it doesn't look like you're picking on her. It yeah, looks yeah. like she's finally getting her comeuppance. Yeah, you know? that's true. So in the narrative of the season, uh, it, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that seemed to make him feel a little bit better. Both very smart players and I would love to see them both back. However, it would definitely be uh, again, a hard season to watch because I was never, yeah. n- never casually watching from my couch while my friends were on. They need to just, and also they're probably, it'd be weird to watch one on and not the other. I feel like they'd have to be on together. So they should just go on the amazing race and there we go and probably win it. Right. I feel like they could win the amazing race. Absolutely. They could like very yeah. easily. Yeah. Um, that would be great. Okay, so next up for me is uh, Jonathan Penner. Absolutely on my list. Who Never going to get my fill of, of Penner. Yeah, he could come on season after season until he won. Could and he then, host one season? Could we just knock Jeff out? 
Oh, that'd be great. They're such different personalities. I've heard people say that before. Really? I, people have said it about Rob Sesternino as well. Um, oh, no. That... Well, let's not let's not speak ill of the competition. I'm, not, I'm no, no, no. I'm um, not speaking ill, but, but I think Penner, Penner's hilarious. Well, and he's also he's a trained actor, and so he exactly. he has a certain on screen presence. And that's the thing. He's a writer. He's an actor, which means his confessionals are going to be great. Right. Just and to clarify, yeah, it's just about the hilarity of Penner. Yeah. Not, yeah. You know, Rob is so strategic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so. Uh, He's. Just, I don't think Penner is that great of a player uh, from a strategy standpoint. Um, I think he, he does pl- okay every he, season he's on. He does okay, and I think had he not been medevaced from <laughs> fans versus favorites, I think he would have gone further. I don't think he would have won. I don't think it's in him to win, um, mm. and I feel terrible saying that. Yeah, because when you real get to final with, five, you got to do some brutal stuff. I think he. There was a timing issue in Philippines, which was his third season. There was a timing issue where he was approached by a group of people saying, hey, do you want to go to the end? And rather than say a definitive yes, he simply said, well, let's wait and see. Yeah. Then that group of people said, I don't feel like waiting. I'll go to somebody else. Yeah. And it's just like, and that was his mistake. Is mistake. Because that, that group could have carried him all the way to the end. Yeah. I feel like it's weird. I, I feel like the good players know when to go, when to think things through and when to go by instinct. Mm-hmm. And that was an instinct. If someone says, do you want to go to the end? You say, yes, you just yeah, say e- yes. Yeah. Even if you and don't you work want it out to later. Exactly. I was thinking this the other day of, as to why I would be terrible on the shows because I'm a slow decision maker and you do you, like day one, all the wrong people would approach me Yeah, and I would just have to say yes and then figure it out. It reminds me of something that happened in, uh, season 18 with Stephen Fishback where somebody came up to him and said like, Hey, do you want to be part of this amazing plan? And he just said, yes, <laughs> but it just, like, <laughs> just like, and you could tell he just, I'm going to say yes, then I'm going to hear the plan and then I'll make my real decision. But yeah. right now I'm going to say yes. That's yeah. what the person wants to hear. Lying and backstabbing is totally fine. So you just say yes. Yeah. You just say yes. And yeah. that's the thing is I feel like, I feel like Penner is too much of a heart, player absolutely and then tries to be when he tries to go into his head he can make a good decision but sometimes i I just don't think he has i don't think he has the killer instincts um which says if someone says that asks you this you say yes and then you work it out later and you may need to this it may turn out retroactively to be a lie right um but nonetheless he is he has a really good social game and he is just fun he's so much fun and i just i love i love watching him yeah i love listening to him i've had some interaction with him on facebook and he's a super nice guy Mm. and it's just uh yeah i could watch him over and over again i would never get my fill of him uh okay moving on my pick yep sari okay she's on mine as well great good i wondered if she would be you know she has been on a number of times three three but i don't care Fabulous player. Would love to see her back. Again, one of the few females on my list. You know, um, her first season on, she was put with the older ladies, even though she was 32, I think, at I think the time. She was, I think she was like 34 or 5 or something like that. Yeah, uh, it's still ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just, you know, your not your typical girl who would win everyone over with her good looks and flirtatious personality. Right. That's not yeah. Sari. She's a married woman. Yeah. She has 
She still has a wonderful personality. No, but she's not Parvati. She's not Kim. Right. This is a very different kind of female play. Yeah. Um, So I recently started watching season 12 with a friend who had not seen really any Survivor at all, Mm -hmm. which is so much fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Because so we watched for two episodes. So of course he's having all these reactions, um, and it's just fun to to watch him think these things. And so that's two votes in, and both times Sari is on the chopping block, and this yeah, friend yeah. line's like, "Why do you not get rid of? Why would you not get rid of Sari? Like, <laughs> what did she bring to this tribe?" And it's like that's the thing. Not she's she has a very similar game to Rob Sesternino, and I'll go ahead and say we'll talk about him next. Sure. Um, in that. She just like always on the chopping block mm-hmm. and yet was he? Through, yeah. Oh, okay. He was on an all male tribe and he was the weakest of the bunch. Oh, right. So like, yeah, now I remember. but just, it's like, if you can make someone laugh, if you can make someone feel special, mm-hmm. which is something he can make people laugh. And I think she can make people feel special. They'll, they'll keep you around cause you're good for morale. Yeah. And just, it's just, you cannot amazing. keep every toxic person. You have to, right. You, yeah. You know, no matter how good your gameplay is, you're going to inadvertently keep the people who are nice and good for camp life because yeah. that's what the majority of it is. It is so long and boring. And she, it took like, it took two seasons for people to realize just how strategic a player she was. Yeah. And I think that's why I don't think she ever can come back again because I, I don't know. think she's ever going to do well. Again. No. She got taken out early in Heroes versus Villains. Just like I think Rob Sesternino, Would as much as people do. say yeah. they love to see him back, especially now that every Survivor player knows that he has great relationships with every other Survivor what? player. True. Like, I don't think he would ever. I think the only wrong. way is Rob's John's. Yeah, I guess so. And then would Boss and Rob take him out early again? Probably, yes. Um, and so it's. Rob's John's who haven't won. So Boss and Rob's not on it. There's still enough. I don't think they're going to go with a season that it, uh, has no females. Why not? Uh, no, they're actually never going s- to do this, but it's just so fun to talk about. And Jean so. Robert is in the middle and then I know it's goes to the team where they vote someone out first. Yeah. I love it. I know there's it, it. One of my one day, maybe we could do an episode about seasons we would love to see. <laughs> yes. You know, th- get, uh, themes and gimmicks. And yeah. stuff. you and I talked about that. Uh, as we were walking to the gym one day. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun to think about. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so, yeah, Suri is just one of the best players ever. And I'll I'll use this to transition into Rob Sestronino, who, by his own admission, he says that, like, Suri played a better version of my game. Hmm. Um, like, uh, Jeff Probst said that Rob Sestronino was the best player to never win the game. Yeah. And in that Survivor Roundtable that you were talking about, he... He said, he said, that's true. He asked Rob, like, do you think that still applies? And he's like, well, I'd love for it to, but I think it's probably Suri. Mm. And like, good for him for recognizing yeah. that, like, I, I know, which is I a know true a testament to strategic Rob and just how he plays, quote unquote, even no, when he's no longer playing, you know, when he's yeah. on the round table and just his continued discussion of it on his podcast, too, is just. Again, much like Richard, has just a complete strategic mind yeah. and was light years ahead of the people on his season. Yeah, he, I mean, if there's like a survivor Mount Rushmore, which is a thing that people always talk <laughs> about, you know, with various things like a Hollywood Mount Rushmore with the four best directors or whatever. If there's a survivor Mount Rushmore, and I, 
I feel like it would have to be like players that shape what the game is and became obviously Richard Hatch is on there. And I honestly think the next head on there would have to be Rob Sesternino because yeah, like one guy came up with the idea of the Alliance and the other came up with the idea of yes, an Alliance. Absolutely. But you don't really have to stick with one An Alliance can be whatever you make of it and then do, which that, is also harder, which is harder and do that, making it to third place. Yeah. You know, like the only reason that he didn't win is because they still no did final a final three. two. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it's such a shame because you no, watch that season. Third goes that is to one and now, um, but anyway, yeah, it's, those two, you know, the top two, it's just like picking the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Neither one of them. Yeah. And it's just should have won. Yeah. Everyone, everyone agrees that Rob should have won, uh, including me, but in a way it's, I try to look at it this way. Stanley Kubrick never won best director. Neither mm. did Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock never won best director. Peter O'Toole never won best actor, you know? Yeah. You just got to look at He's it like the Hitchcock that. of survivor. He's the Hitchcock of survivor. Absolutely. I will shoot. You know what? I'm going to send him a text and, uh, and I will say, Hey, uh, on our show, we just we decided that you're the Hitchcock of Survivor. That sounds good. Um, yes. Disclaimer, so, we've both met Rob in person. Yes. Tyler podcasted with him for a while. Yeah. And um, super nice guy. And and if you're if you're listening to this and you don't li- first off, there's no possible way you listen to this and you don't listen to his show. Oh, yeah. In you case need you, to. In case you don't. His is very his is particularly special because his is the only Survivor podcast that features almost exclusively people that were on the show and can talk about it from an insider's perspective. What do you um, mean? You mean his guests? Well, it's the only one done by a survivor. Right. But then like, he'll have, he'll, you know, he'll have guests on and he, he'll have, you know, commentators, but if he's going to do a recap of an episode, he's going to have a former survivor. Absolutely. And then he does which survivor we love. know-it-alls with Stephen Fishbach. And so called Rob has a podcast. Go check it out. Yeah. It is the, official unofficial official survivor podcast and you need to be listening to it yeah pretty much and uh it always wins uh it's it's been winning those podcast awards the last couple of uh last couple of years so uh okay we can we can move on um who you got who do you have next oh who do i have i have steven okay yeah again we can briefly talk about him since he is going to be on this season let me ask this do you have steven and not jt I do. That's interesting. I do. Do you have JT? No. Do you have Steven? No. Huh. Uh, partially because I was anticipating that you would have Steven. Um, That's no reason to pick or not pick. No, it's... Uh, what he if d- our top he tens were completely the same? How rad would that have been? That would have been pretty amazing and also highly unlikely, but... Only because you did stuff like that? No, it's... He was in my top 15 and I was trying to cut people out and I thought, I'll, I'll take him out just because... <laughs> Right now, his game is so clo- is so interwoven with uh, JT's that it's hard to separate the two. Is it? Oh, they are very different to me. They are, but I feel like they enabled each other in the same way. It, it feels it it almost feels wrong of me to have included Earl and not Yao Man. Sure. In in that same way, because but I think you did too. But I did, and uh, but for some reason, Stephen just didn't make the. Uh, I think partially because I don't think he was. I don't think he was that great of TV. I don't think he gave great confessionals. I don't think he was that what? fun to watch. Rewatch, man. I have Quippy, recently. pithy, strategic, thoughtful, and kind of the underdog. Like people talked about, like you don't, 
you want to root for the good old southern boy not the new york jew you know it is a thing that i remember noting at the time yeah to have to put it that way but yeah because game was harder oh it absolutely was um in many ways and he tried to point that out in the final tribal and mm-hmm. people just weren't having any They're like oh so do you think he should have won instead of jt it's t- jt played a great game too because that's the thing he's somebody that managed to convince people to never vote him out exactly he was a huge threat and everyone knew it but on no, the contrary like, he managed to convince people in conversation you know steven will be talking to someone or tyson will be talking to you know whoever other two other players will be talking to each other and like well i want to take jt to the end and right. say that over and over yeah. again and between a, each other that's an achievement that's crazy you know that is a social game you know, people talk about like the physical game, the sure. s- strategic game and the social game. Every once in a while, you'll find a social game that is so good. It becomes strategic by its very nature. Yeah. And ha- being somebody who's so damn likable that everyone wants you at the end. That's a strategy. Is there such thing as a physical game? Oh, sure. There has to be, you know, uh, Mike Colby, Mike Holloway won on a physical game. True. So did Colby. I mean, he didn't win, but right. he never would have gotten that far if he hadn't won every single right. challenge. You know, and just and and while I do think that 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 Mike also had some strategy there, and he kept trying things, and he kept talking with people, and he had an interesting social game, but like they weren't having it though, so he just had to right. win. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Mike almost made this list as well. I always, I really enjoyed watching him. Oh, as well, so not even close to um, mine. Not even on my big long list. Yeah, he's a, um, and, and by the way, I'm also, and I know that maybe this is wrong. I'm also kind of a, ugh, I even hate saying this. I'm kind of a sucker for Christians on the show when they, when they do well. No kidding. What? Just saying Steven wasn't on your list, but Mike was. Ugh. <laughs> what? Well, there are plenty of people who put out the Christian thing Clearly poorly just yeah yeah you know um and i think mike did really well to the to the extent of even like is scooping or lisa out, on your list uh no okay um not on the larger list but um but to the extent of like shireen being picked on so horribly one could say bullied by will yeah and then in her own final tribal she said like i i was alone and i had nobody to protect me until of course Mike came in and mm-hmm. just like and it was just this nice moment of connection and I feel like uh, listeners if you don't know uh, I'm a Christian as is Jen and so it's nice to see it is so often misused on Survivor sure it's nice to see when it is when you actually see that like this is a guy who was on the outs and he could have he could have piled on Shireen as a way of getting in close with other people. That was a nice moment, but there are earlier moments in the season where people are like, what the heck do you have that tattooed on your back? Because you're acting horribly right now. Well, they, there are people that would say, like, Rod- Rodney. Rodney. <laughs> we can't go into this anyway, because Mike Holloway's <laughs> not on either of our lists. So. Oh, then why are we talking Sorry. about him? Um, but, yeah, so, but I think Stephen... Did he deserve to win? It's tough. That social I would game say no. JT's is, yeah, is great. Because of that. Yeah. But he certainly did not deserve to get that the, the, the lashing that he got. And Steven got a lashing? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. At, uh, at Final Tribal. And JT got like nothing. Oh, that's um, crap. Yeah. And so 
I'm very eager to see how Steven will do. I think he's going to be targeted early, but that's, that's a conversation for next week. Sure. But again, he's somebody why a brief mention, not a total rundown of Steven's play. Yeah. It could be so exciting if he like came back (coughs) and just dominated. And one thing that's, I've been, I've been seeing like some behind the scenes stuff and Steven has been working out. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, you know, you see... I am fascinated to see those interviews. I have not watched them yet. I will before next week's episode. But just how people have prepped for this. Hearing Shane and his prep. Very, very interesting. It's it's fascinating. I can't wait. I can't wait. Someone from your list? Um, Let's see here. I'm going to say Tyson Apostle. Interesting. Not on mine. Got my fill. He won. And an evolving player. And I feel like he evolved into his perfect game. Yes. And I think one thing that is, that's interesting is people who would come back and win and you see who they played with before and who they might have learned from. Hmm. Who did Tyson play with? He played with Steven. Mm-hmm. He played with Boston Rob and Russell and Parvati. Mm-hmm. Now he wasn't aligned with Russell and Parvati, but nonetheless, like you just see what people. No, he doing. got had by Russell. Exactly, and so it's just like, all right, so I can, I definitely can learn something from him, yeah. and I can learn something from Boston Rob. Um, I All feel like strategy the, aside, he is an amazing, again, confessional, like oh, yeah. just a hoot. Yeah, as far as watchable, yeah, and just and just entertaining, I think he's probably like in the top five. Of Absolutely. All time. Um, even though he's often quite bratty and just... And, That's and, why he's a hoot. Yeah. Like, if you do it right, it's uh, it's oh, like it's the most so lovable endearing. thing in the world. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But that, at this point, which is why he didn't make my list, just is overshadowed by the great strategic game that he did play to go on to win. Yeah. In Blood versus Water. And yep. it's just... Yeah. Uh, he was a good physical competitor. But that's the thing. He got hurt early on and so that i think worked to his benefit because i think people were going to target him as like well we he's a physical threat we got to get him out then he got hurt and they thought well i guess that's done yeah so we don't need to worry about that anymore so that was either maybe that was a stroke of luck and also it's entirely possible maybe he was playing it up uh so that people no longer saw him that way but and i could absolutely see yeah that's strategic to a certain point and then you know could work against you you know people we're like, let's get rid of James. He can barely walk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is, you know, you got to make sure it's a very specific kind of, of injury. Hurt. Not not yeah. that he meant to do it, but still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's very watchable, really good strategic game. And from a narrative standpoint, you know, he he got blindsided the first time. He made a dumb, a, a dumb mistake his second time. And then he learned so much. And that third time just dominates the season. Right. Um, okay. So who's next for you? Um, I love Cochran. Okay. He's on mine. Great. Yeah. Uh, I should specify he is on, he's on mine for his second time. Sure. His first time, not great. Uh, but I also don't really blame him for the, the game that he played. The no, first time. again, I think he got, um, into a bad situation. What what would have happened if Ozzy wasn't on that season? You know, he just bullied him, and then everybody else did too. Like it's well, just, everyone followed Ozzy. Yeah, who was also on my list. I don't he know. is miles from my list. Yeah, I have no use for Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, I think he's involved in a detrimental way. 
Yeah. He, you know what? You're right. He's somebody who has definitely bought into his own image Yeah. by that last thing, by, by that third time, you know, at the reunion, he's like lecturing, like he's saying like, you know, kids can just be whatever they want. He's like, you're not a, you're not like a hero, man. Like you're just dumb old Aussie, <laughs> you know, you're arrogant and basically insufferable. Yeah. So I he's on, he's, he's on your list. No. I'm going to take them off. Okay. All right. I've got 10 too many anyway. Okay. It's funny as we go through and like, who would I pick? Well, that's helping me narrow it down. Like I see three or four probably hmm. I'm over it. Um, but yeah. So Cochran's Cochran second is, time yeah. is pretty amazing. Partially because he does what we're talking about. Um, his game doesn't become clear until about halfway through. Partially yeah. because you have Brandon and Philip and Ooh. Shamar. Like you have these, oh my gosh, these yeah. crazy personalities dominating the season. And once that insanity is gone and it's pure strategy, that's when he really emerges. And by keeping Dawn around to take all of the flack. Yeah. Like that's a brilliant move. Yeah. You know, who knew it would work out that well? Cause that could have blown, you know, backfired Yeah, too. She's got a lot of kids. She has, a, you know, a lot of reasons she could have yeah. won. But I think something that he reveals some point in, somebody reveals at some point in an interview later on that, you know, there was a lot of crying. But I think she reveals it. Mm -hmm. That there was just a lot of emotional instability from lack of sleep and food yeah. and all of that on her part. So he could probably look at that and say, she's going to self-destruct. And nobody's going to vote for her. It, the, this won't backfire. This will be in my favor to keep her around. And I wonder if he learned something from his first season. Coach didn't win. He came close. Yeah. It was, his, it was his first time making it to the end, and he got some votes, but he didn't win. He lost to Sophie. What was the difference? Coach was always talking about honor. He was always talking about loyalty and honesty and but he still had to play the game. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about loyalty and honesty and you still have to play the game, oh. people will get furious at you for that. Yeah. And that's what happened with Don. Completely. I mean, Sophie and Cochran are not that different. No. Uh, as far as their gameplay. No, that's true. And so I feel like he's Cochran somebody is definitely who, known as more respectable winner than yeah, Sophie. Yeah. yeah. I which think is a shame. She played a great game, but yeah, but I think she was also a little bit more invisible. Exactly. Um, you have to, you have to be quippy. Yeah. His sound bites are irreplaceable. I mean, I, I can't even. I recently rewatched re Caramo and, and just, and at one point uh, there's, uh, there's like Reynolds and Eddie and all these guys talking about like, like, Hey, you know, which what? is Let's the second just... season just to clarify yeah, yeah. for those, you know, for those of you who aren't, who aren't, uh, you know, in the know. I had to look at my list. I don't oh, know sorry. why you refer to them as their places. I don't know where any of these take place. Sorry. Don't care. It's all um, a beach and a palm tree to me. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but, uh, there's a, a group of guys are trying to like bring Cochran in and, you know, talking about how like, we're just going to bro down and, yeah. in, and in his confessional, he's like, he goes, you are really going about this the wrong way. He goes, I wouldn't, he, he's like, he's like, I wouldn't want to engage. You couldn't in any dress me up like a bro, you know, like, yeah, like Cochran saying you couldn't. Well, he says, I, I remember he says, he's, he's like, I wouldn't engage in any tomfoolery with these numbskulls like, just, <laughs> you know it's he's a lot of fun and a lot no of people hate shenanigans him. yeah a lot of people hate him uh because of the way he talks they just think that he's like how could you possibly 
Those people are wrong. Yeah. The, well, those people are numbskulls. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're stupid bros. Uh, they're just incorrect. But also there's like, again, so many of these people have good stories and, I tell you who often thought in terms of story was Jonathan Penner. He talks about when Mm. he's talking with Lisa in his third season, he talks about like, you got to tell a good story so that people want the story to end a certain way. Cochran has a good story. People want to vote for him at the end. Like this was the nerdy guy who let himself get bullied and then turned on his tribe. And now he's winning challenges. He's made it to the end. I want to vote for him. How do you, you know? do a story without doing a sob story, first of all, and having that backfire? And how do you do a story without it being your caricature? I think I think it requires a great deal of self-awareness and a knowledge of how one comes across. He knows how he his comes self, across. Yeah, his self-awareness is and so unreal. If you play to the if you play to what people's perception of you early and then over and then purposefully break that, then I think people can see, wow, he's really changing before my eyes. You know, Cochran within the first few days in his second season is just horribly sunburned. And it's just like, and that confirms what people thought about him. He's got this translucent skin and all that, but then you see him just get more heavily involved in win challenges and that sort of thing. And suddenly people are like, people get to the end and they think like it would be wrong for Cochran not to win. Right. I'm going to vote for him. Right. And that's when he win- winds up testament to his play. Yeah, perfect game. And why I would love to see him back. Yeah. I've got three more. How many do you have? I've got one, two. I've got two more. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, um, uh, Boston Rob. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, I'm now actually only for the first time watching season four, his first season. Mm -hmm. And here's what's fascinating. He has learned a lot. Mm -hmm. So strategy wise, he's, you know, he's done some really great things. Personality. (laughs) He's exactly the same. Oh yeah. He has not changed one bit. The iconography might be a little bit more uh, set in stone, which is I got to make sure I've got my hat, you know, that sort of thing. Can you understand him better in later seasons? I remember watching that season and going, huh? What did he say? No, I, I understand. I, okay. I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Um, but it's just the way, like, the way he, he gives great confessionals. Sure. From the, from the get-go, the way he talks about things. Um, and his ability to just blend to just become part of a group which is weird because he there's a natural leader in him and people will naturally follow him and yet he has the ability to just like make jokes and laugh at other people's jokes and just be part seem like he's just part of the group Mm -hmm. and he becomes like this invisible leader it's fascinating to see again leader that people want around yeah he's good for morale nutty yeah um and he's also somebody that makes a wicked shelter yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Don't do even try it. Don't do it. You can't beat Rob Session, you know. So why even try? Um, but just uh, <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? Because I forgot that Rob Session oh, does amazing impressions. Yes, they're great. It, specifically, his his Boston Rob and his Jonathan Penner are yes. the best ones. Yes. But um, but the uh, one thing that's interesting, you and I talked about heroes versus villains and how Boston Rob. There were 12 seasons in between hmm. All-Stars and Heroes Villains. 
And in between, a bit, there's a big development, which is hidden immunity idols. And it is clear, and it's so strange to look at it this way, it is clear he doesn't know how to use them. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand the power they have. I mean, he understands it, but he doesn't He doesn't know how to factor that into the game that he's how played How to wield before. it. Yeah. And he's going up against Russell, for whom... That is everything. Who has, like, has re-energized the power of the idol. Yeah. And you just see... Probably the guy who made the producers rethink where they're hiding them. Oh, absolutely. found so many. Absolutely. And, and so you have Rob saying, like, let's just, you know, saying, like, hey, let's just throw it in the ocean. You know, uh, just if anybody goes after it, they're a marked person. And he's doing it kind of as a way of being like, hey, we're, let's all create some solidarity. But it's clear that he and Sandra are scared of the idol. Yeah. It's this... It's this X factor that they cannot figure out. When he comes back two seasons later, he knows immediately, I need to find this idol because at the very least, even if I don't use it, I at least know that no one else has it. Right. And that like, so even he, I was talking about how how like Tyson learned, I think from Boston Rob, Boston Rob also learns how to play the game. Um, I think larger than the idol, you watch him piece by piece manage individuals constantly. He mm-hmm. literally walks up to one person and manages them and then walks up to the next and does the same. And it just keeps going around the circle. Yeah. Even with idol finding, he concocts this huge story about, you know, how, you know, his stomach is upset and he needs a lot of bathroom time. Yeah. And he, then he sprints to the other end of camp and yeah. finds it. Yeah. And just, it's it's pretty amazing what he's able to do and that you know in in season 22 where he would eventually win you had him come back and Russell come back both of these men are equally dangerous mm-hmm. and Russell's tribe says we need to get rid of him immediately Rob's tribe says we need to fall in line behind him and basically allow him to win yeah and it's just like, and I think a lot of it has to do with, it might've been, been luck of the draw. Like one tribe was a little bit older. One was a little bit younger. Rob being with the younger tribe, maybe it was easy, easier to manip- manipulate them. Who's I to say? I think that really is a clear cut picture of one gameplay versus the other though. Yeah. I, I, anymore, I feel like you, you can, but talking about Boston Rob in relation to Russell is such a fascinating conversation. Yeah. And, and I'm, is Russell also on your list? He's the last one I'm going to talk about. Okay. Um, and the, uh, I've been, uh, so Rob Sessionino has been doing this thing called the evolution of strategy where they're going back and watching seasons and breaking them down in retrospect over the course of several hours. So I just listened to the one about redemption Island. Um, and they talk about how, yeah, that, that tribe getting rid of Russell was probably not a good call at mm. the very least, because if there's anybody on that season that could have possibly stopped Rob, mm-hmm. it was Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got rid of him. And so because then they're screwing themselves over at that point. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't know that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, like Boston, like it's hard to argue with just how great a player he is. Um, and it's, and it's so weird that he, I mean, he is sort of Mr. Survivor in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Like he came in in f- like season four. So he started in 2002. Yeah. For some reason, maybe because of how I was introduced to him, I think the first time I ever saw him was in Heroes versus Villains and then two and then two seasons later. So I think of him as a newer player. But no, he Not was right there yeah. 
from the fourth season and then he shows up in the eighth season and dominates again would be on the Mount Rushmore. I, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, he's essentially won twice. Basically. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, it's anything that uh, anything more I have to say has been said a million times already. Right. So, uh, okay. So who else and do you then have? Russell. That's on your list. Yep. Okay. Is of that course. the last person on your list? I also had Spencer. We'll just list him as an honorable mention and talk about him next week. Okay. Cause I think, we're going to, we need to talk about Boston Rob and Russell last. Okay. Uh, yeah. So as I have said in the past, uh, Russell's the reason that I watch survivor. Right. Um, I can acknowledge now the flaws in his game. He plays really aggressively. He doesn't necessarily know how to read people. It took me a long time to acknowledge the flaws in his game though. Yeah. Me too. I really applaud them. You know, his gameplay, his strategy, And it's just so much fun to watch. He's tremendously fun to watch. He's somebody who gives great confessionals. Yeah. And you would like, I normally don't like somebody who basically says I'm the greatest ever. (laughs) And yet somehow he manages to say it and I love him. Right. Why do I hate Kim's confidence and love his? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's probably sexist. I think you're being sexist. Probably. I was, I was joking. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's just, I think it comes across differently, you know? Yeah. Depending on your gender. And I think also he just has better sound bites. I think he just is able to express himself in, in more fun ways and more energetic ways. Um, and I just like, he is, you know, if, if we're going to say that, that Boston Rob is sort of Mr. Survivor because mm-hmm. he's been around through the entire series I feel like, and, and, uh, I'm certainly not the first one to say this, um, that like Russell ushered in the new era of survivor emphasis on idols, really, really aggressive gameplay. Yeah. Um, and just, he wasn't a one-time fluke. He started a new. Yeah. I mean, people say that like, you might not ever have like a Tony if not for Russell. Sure. Um, yeah, people compare Tony's game to Russell's yeah. all the time. And just, um, and then you get somebody, and, and then again, you get somebody like Tyson, who, yes, learned from Boston Rob, but I think he also learned from Russell, which mm-hmm. is like, because he also had an emphasis on like, I got to find these idols. Like, yeah. And just, um, and yeah, it's, it, it's arguable whether or not Russell's game could have ever allowed him to win i still think he should have won his first season i think he could i think he could have won his first season um a listener actually commented on our last episode saying Mm -hmm. that russell was kind of a goat in his first season um i disagree because first off i don't think natalie or mick think in terms of goats no um i think natalie kept him around you know latched herself onto russell for no other reason than because she can then play the loyalty card. Like, look, I was, I didn't lie to anybody. I was even loyal to this guy. Also I made for it no a, other uh, reason than at the very beginning, he tries to do that with several females on the yeah. tribe and they all say no. And you know what happens? They get voted off yeah. immediately. Yeah. It was an initial immediate survival tactic. It wasn't yeah. a long-term tactic. Yeah. I, I could poke holes in Natalie's game all day long. Yes. She does a vital move when she gets, who is it? Eric. Uh, she Eric, convinces yeah. everybody, you know, they're four to yeah. seven, eight. They come it's, in yeah. with no four, numbers, 
four to eight, and she convinced she's the one that really you can tell that convinces them to get rid of sure. Eric and not one of their four. I have a great deal more respect for her game upon a couple of rewatches than I used to. I do and I don't. You know, same thing with um, JT and Steven's game. They come in with numbers down, but the, you know, coach and Tyson's team is ready to implode. You have eight people who have been living together for that long. Of course, Russell's four do can have the ability to poke. And it's really more five to seven because they got, they had Shambo a long time before that. Um, and they had Shambo because that team was ready to implode. Right. It, that's not like the most revolutionary play we've ever seen anyone do. And that that won her the season? Come on. No, it's it's being able to connect with people on a social... Her social game is better than his. But Which is that's not a thing. reason that she should have won. No, I, I agree. And I think that... You know, people talk about a bitter jury and they say like, well, yeah. you got you to be able to convince a jury. But part of me is like, how is Russell's game different than than Richard's? But what you're really? not talking about is Ponderosa and the power of that. Do you sure. think Brenda didn't go to Ponderosa and hate Don to death in the same way that, oh, sure. you yeah. know, campaigning on part of Reed and Josh's strategic team was that if they got to final where Two out of the three of them, or excuse me, if both of them could have been in the final three, they were going to take the hit at four and one of them was going to go yeah. so that A, they wouldn't accidentally split the votes and B, they could be, someone could be a campaigner yeah. at Ponderosa. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's a huge, and that that's the thing, like you can't blame everything on a bitter jury because you never, because the theory is you should, you got to try to not embitter them, sure. you know? So there is that. I get that. But I do think that it's frustrating. It's Russell's game in in any number of other seasons would have won. Him Aside from season. Sandra winning twice, Russell not winning at all is the most frustrating element to me. Yeah, I'm I'd happy say so. that Boston Rob has won the game. He should have. Yeah, he worked his ass off that season. But it's worth noting, like when Boston Rob made it to the end of the, his first time, he didn't win. You know, his his like. He and Russell are very similar in many ways. Like Boston Rob like pissed a lot of people off. I'm just saying like, these are some of my favorite guys and it's upsetting to me that, you know, one if, if not our favorite player has never won. And And I'm not sure if I'd say he's my favorite. It's hard for me to say he's not my favorite player because he's the the one that converted me to to Survivor. So, uh, yeah, I I just, I, I love him so much. If I ever saw him out in life, I would absolutely, if I saw most survivors out in life, I'd just say, yeah, all right. But if I saw him, I would have to go and say, hey, uh, you kind of changed my life because yeah. survivors, it's one of my big, it's like one of my big four we nerdy, are sitting here nerdy passions. Because of him. Exactly. Yes. Um, and you, listener, I'd be watching are, it all by myself still if it weren't for Russell. That's true. And I mean, it's like uh, Heroes and Villains was going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. And that was always going to be a good season, no matter what. Yeah. But I mean, according to, according to Rob Sesternino, mm-hmm. I remember, so I had lunch with him a long time ago and he had asked me like, well, what got you into survivor? And I said, well, if I'm being honest, Russell. And he says, he goes, so many people say that. Yeah. Like this guy through sheer force of personality got people to watch the show either for the first time or in the case of Rob Sester, you know, watching it again. Like yeah. he had checked out for a long time. And then he's like, well, I've been hearing a lot about this guy. So he starts watching. So he could say he has a career because of, uh, uh, because of Russell. Sure. Yeah. And just, it's just, 
I don't know. He, it, I, I don't think he's one of the best players ever, but he is, I think he is my favorite. He is the most watchable character ever. Yes. I think Penner is the most watchable character. Ever. <laughs> Fascinating. Um, not Richard, not Boston Rob, not Rob's sister, Nino. There, Who there else are, is on our Mount Rushmore? Parvati. Well, we already had, th- we already had three. So I guess we can only add one more and it should probably be a woman. <laughs> only on your so. Mount Rushmore. What, you have to have the token woman. Yeah, well, because Parvati's pretty great. She's a pretty great player. Yeah. I, I think she's probably like, as far as players in general, I feel like she's, she's a top three player. Um, I don't know, maybe top five. Why can't our Mount Rushmore just have more than four? I, well, because that's the idea is, you no, know, it's Mount not, Rushmore. It's, hey, my top 10 had 20. Who cares? All right, I guess. It's my mountain. Yeah. Um, well, we can worry about that another time. The Mount Rushmore with like 12 heads on it. Um, no, I just said my five. What are they? Richard, Rob Sestranino. Yeah. Boston Rob. Yeah. Parvati. Yeah. Russell. I don't think I'd have a problem with that, actually. Exactly. Although I know any number of people, any number of people would say, well, there's only one person that's ever won twice. And, she, and this is what I was going to close with. Okay. Nowhere near any of our lists is Sandra. Blech. <laughs> Although watching Pearl Islands for the first time and then having watched Heroes vs. Villains, I do... Her win is almost as upsetting as Natalie's. Like, Parvati should have won. Russell should have won. Yeah. I mean, Russell should have won his first season. Parvati yeah. should have won, won Heroes Villains. Yes, I agree. <sighs> yeah. She absolutely should have won twice. You know, it just. Yeah, it does seem weird that like. Was her win before or after that? Parvati's? Yeah. Before. Yeah. Hers, hers was 16. Even more upsetting. Yeah. It, it does feel like. If anybody should have won twice, it feels like it should have been Parvati, Parvati, or, Bo- or between her and Sandra. Absolutely, yeah. it should have been Parvati. We were going to say or Boston Rob, or Boston Rob, who has, so it's fine. I know, but not really. He so did. are you saying that the whole reason he he married Amber is so he could get his hands on that money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just you know, no, not, of course not. That's sure. why he proposes before it's red. How sleazy would that look? Hey, honey, you just won. You want to marry me? I know, but at the same time, it's still. But that's the that's the brilliance of his uh, of his strategy. Is why did everyone vote for Amber? Because uh, does he Rob piss had, everybody off? Oh, yeah, and she's the friendly think, one. Think of him with Lex. Like, oh yeah, he burned that bridge. Yeah, and I yeah. think Lex tried to poison other people. And I th- again, and, and Big Tom, the like, power he, he of Ponderosa. Off, yeah, I think he pissed off Big Tom as well. Like completely. That was a, it was a very, that was a huge learning experience too. Yeah. To and get to the end, but win to not, you know, yeah. that was more Russell gameplay, right? Yeah, that's, that's why and I think evolved. the two are, are more similar than, than one would think. But, Absolutely. Um, so do you have any, uh, general honorable mentions? Well, I had a list of 20, so okay. I did that. Uh, I'll scroll through and I'll just mention, <laughs> I won't even say anything about them, but I'll just say Jeff was also on my list. Uh, However, you Jeff know, Varner, you, right. Varner. And we'll talk more about him next. Yep. Uh, I enjoyed Big Tom. He was a much more strategic player than one would think. Mm-hmm. Um, season five, Brian Heideck, uh is a lot of fun. Haven't seen that season. Right, so I won't say anything about it. Uh, season nine. Uh, you won't spoil it for me, right. but everyone else can go screw themselves. Yeah, I love you. Episode. Listeners, I'm sorry. I don't love you yet. <laughs> um, uh, season Send in nine, some friendly emails and he will. Season nine, Chris Doherty. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. He's a lot of fun. Um, Yule, uh, mm-hmm. James in season 15, Todd in season 15 is a really, really good player. Um, I do like Randy and Ken from yep. season 17. Kenny. Kenny. Um, in season 21, there's actually a number of players I like. I like Marty. I like Holly, Sash, and I enjoy Fabio. I love Fabio. In 23, I like Sophie and Jim. 24, I like Sabrina. Season 25. Very sad that Sab isn't on this next season. Yeah, that is a bummer. And Troy Zan. I didn't love Troy Zan. Okay. Some people did. I wasn't a big I fan. enjoyed him. Um, in season 25, uh, there was Jeff Kent, who I actually came to enjoy quite a bit. Denise. Mm. Um, I only had Malcolm down from that season. I like Malcolm to a certain extent. I liked Lisa on that season. I think he's a better Aussie. Yeah. Oh, no question about you know, it. He's not a jerk. Uh, 26. Uh, I, I like Andrea a lot. I couldn't put uh, her in my I top don't. 11, but I, I like her quite I a don't. bit. I think she's a good I only had Matt player. with the beard. And the fact that I had to write with the beard means that he's clearly not memorable so. enough. Someone I think would I would like to see back is Reynolds. I think his second time, he'd be very, very good. Mm. I think he has a mind for the game and Meh. just got kind of sucked into this bad alliance. Um, I, again, I think that's where Reed is. So yeah, I guess I so. I think he deserves another chance. Uh, season 27, I have Vetus, Hayden, Sierra, Monica. I liked a lot of those Gosh, people. Gosh, I did not like any of those latter three. I only wrote down Vetus from that season. I, th- I thought, well, Hayden does this amazing thing. Like, you remember when they draw rocks? Yeah. He's on, like, he gets votes. And then he can he manages to convince the people that voted with him to continue voting with him so that he's actually no longer in danger. His allies are now in danger of, of drawing rocks. Like, his his ability to convince people again uh, overall i remember no confessionals like nothing interesting right. you know yeah. i think he's good strategy not necessarily great tv um season 28 i like tony trish and spencer and then season 30 i liked tyler shireen i really like trish oh trish yeah i wrote tosh obviously oh yes that's i like her too um i wrote down the four that are coming back so i'm excited to talk about them next week so season 30, I like Tyler, Shireen. I really like Carolyn. I'm kind of bummed she wasn't coming back. Um, and I... I enjoyed Tyler a lot and was bummed that yeah. he, you know... And I mentioned Mike Holloway already. But. Yep. So, okay. So those are some of our honorable, honorable mentions. Um, so listeners, feel free to comment uh, in the comment section of this post on battleshippretension.com and let us know some of your favorite players. Do you have a problem with some of our logic? I have to assume that when it comes to Russell, you do, because uh, a lot of people do. Um, and yeah, and you can always email me, Tyler, at battleshippretension.com if you have any, uh, any thoughts uh, that you don't want to make public, but you still want me to know, and then I can forward them on to Jen. Um, but we love comments more. Yeah, sure. I, I, I like uh, I like a, a, a public discussion. Yeah. Um, so especially about Survivor, because you can just talk, you can just swirl around. So where, endlessly. where can they comment? They can comment on the post at battleshippretension.com. Uh, and then you can subscribe to us in iTunes. Uh, feel free to leave us a rating and a comment, uh, preferably a nice one. If you have a mean comment, let's uh, let's say keep that to yourself. And feel free to just not listen to the show anymore. <laughs> that's that's the freedom you have. Um, so I think that's about it. Uh, as we've mentioned several times, next week we will be talking about 
the upcoming cast, what we think, and I can't wait to talk about it. Predictions? Predictions, uh, and also... In anticipation of that, can they listen to those interviews as well? Do they have to pay the six six bucks a month uh, CBS I think thing? they need to do that. There, there are these little, like, two-minute interviews, but there's also some really in-depth videos uh, on the Entertainment Weekly website. Yes. You can see those for free. Correct. So I would suggest watching those because those are a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to next week's episode, and Thank I'm really you. looking forward to this season. Yep. So, so uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, for the rest of you, I got nothing for you. So grab your stuff and head back to camp. Bye.